Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the finest and nearest co-host, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. My lips are on fire. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but why? Um, right, before, right before we came down here, joking. I had a gigantic double cheeseburger with a lot of jalapenos, and there was sriracha on it as well. Mm. And it was really a particularly spicy batch of jalapeno. Flicks in a burger next week. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. It was messy. Well, you know, no, let's go through this. It was it was two burgers, homemade. There. He's back. The man oh. is back. Yeah, I realized that. I just, I was like talking and like you were frozen in a really awkward position. Mm. And I was like, I don't think any of this audio is getting through. What was the last thing you heard me say? It was two homemade burgers. Yes. Mixed with French onion soup mix. Ooh. If you've never had it before, do it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've it. had it in meatloaf. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, same thing, basically. Yep. Um, there was spinach. There was gorgonzola cheese. There was barbecue sauce, sriracha, pickles, jalapenos, bacon. Oh, man. It was on a nice, big, fluffy bun. Oh, my God. It, it so was good. a tremendous post-workout dinner got, <laughs> got back from the gym put together that monstrosity of a burger destroyed it and then called you with a very weird request from my mom that was very strange then we came down here we figured out oh by the way if you guys haven't figured it out by yet i have a brand new mic you can hear me finally it's great we've heard damien your, your prayers football. have been answered um so you get to hear me in all of my vocal imperfections. Well, let's put it here. You get to hear Al the way I hear Al. So for that, we apologize. You, our world, <laughs> who may not have taken me at face value when I told you how loud I can be, <laughs> will now get to experience it in crystal clear audio. <laughs> awesome. So wait, hang on. This burger. Was this a plan before you even set out to go to the gym? Or was this like you came home... And this is what you threw together. Oh no, this was planned. Okay. This was okay. This was hours in the making. Okay, nice, nice. It, I mean, it sounded like it. That's why I was, I was curious. If you it was, threw this together just when you got home, that's that's next level post workout. Well, tremendous planning. Uh, either way, you know, or, well, tremendous reward. Um, but no, this was planned at least twelve hours ahead of time. Sorry, I just got mesmerized by the beer. It's a pretty beer. And also, uh, I can't smell that great. Also, audience, I apologize. I won't say I'm under the weather. It's not the weather's fault. However, Mother Nature, the cruel bitch that she is, oh my. decided that the last week or so is when allergy season is going to be. So you may hear me cough or struggle a little bit. I will try to dump the audio so you don't hear me, but I may cough in your faces, ears, whatever. <laughs> you got that fancy mute button now, though, because you... I'm going to try my best, but what's going to probably happen is... Everything is going to fall off of this small table. Most likely. Most likely. Um, as I rush to hit the mute button. And or I'm going to hit the mute button and then forget to unmute it. I'm going to say something funny. The moment's going to be lost. <laughs> well, since we've derailed this intro long enough, on this week's episode, some unfortunate news about the future of Mad Max. My interest in A Quiet Place spikes. The anticipation rises for Infinity War. We discuss live action versions of animated films. 
and a funny anecdote from the set of Black Panther, all before diving into our flick of the week, Death of Stalin. But first, Al, what are we drinking? What I wish are we I drinking could sh- that we cracked open in such crystal clear quality? <laughs> I wish I could show you specifically what I'm drinking, because I have this glass that I poured this pint, as always, into, and it is sitting directly at the top of the glass. Not nice. another nice. iota of beer could go into this glass. You're going to have to go bend down and do one of those sips? Possibly, because okay. it's like one of those things where like the tension is perfect. It may actually be above the level of the top of the glass. Iota, not used nearly enough. I know. I, I try to I'm I, I try to use it a little bit more often. I try and spice up language. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 take a sip of this sucker because Oh, by the way, we never actually told them what the beer was. Um oh, right. this is Jack's Abbey Cranberry Berliner. Uh if you've been listening to us for a Ooh, while, you know. That is that we Oh I know I when I was pouring <laughs> it, I could smell it. I got punched in the face with sour cranberry. Yeah. Um it is a sour wheat lager with cranberry. Uh, it is a sour mash, as it says at the top. Um, what is a mash? Have well, we gone over this? We might, the, we, might, we might have, but I'm going to ask no, you again. No, no. In the context of this, I'm not actually 100% sure what they mean by that. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'd have to do some digging. Uh, I should have done that ahead of time, but I wasn't thinking. I didn't realize there was going to be something on here that I'd never encountered before. Because um, typically when you talk about beer and you talk about the mash, it's when you take the hot water and you mix it in with the grains for the first time and then it sits and steeps basically for an hour or so. Um, and that's called the mash. Um, but I, I don't Who think the monster mash. <laughs> I don't think that really can apply in this case. So, um, hmm, interesting. It is, uh, unfiltered. It's unpasteurized. I usually there's a IBU and alcohol percentage on these. Uh, I feel like I've gotten to known, to know these cans pretty well because we've had like five of these. Yeah. And uh, that info is not on here, surprisingly. Interesting. Interesting. Well, let's try it. Tart and fruity. It does say tart and fruity. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Uh, holy tartness. I like that. Hang on. <laughs> I was re listening to something that we just talked about. It was the. I was listening to uh, the, the Ready Player One episode i was sound checking some stuff and i was quite enjoying it we were talking about the beer and we were asking you were asking what the secret ingredient was and i suggested that it was warheads oh yes i am now suggesting that it is warheads (laughs) because (laughs) it is there Woo! that's sour yeah no um yeah it's actually less sour than i thought it was going to be based on the smell um this is the spring beer that we need to maybe goose spring into actually fully being in swing. Right. Because after having a nice... To punch it in its pursed lips. <laughs> like <Yeah>. That's... <laughs> wow. <laughs> that, that's that's there. I um, It's a pretty beer, too. It's, uh, it is pretty. That was, I was mesmerized by it. To mm. uh, this very light wheat uh, lager. I'm a fan. I am a fan. I actually, I, I do like it. Uh, this is a this is a one this is a one pint and done kind of deal. But I, I oh no, I, can I do like two it. of these in a row. Mm-hmm. No, that just seems like a mistake. Uh, yeah, this is way less sour than um, Checkpoint Charlie is. I, you know what? I don't remember the beers that we drink that closely, unless they really blew me away. So, well, I've drank 
a lot of Checkpoint Charlie in my life. So hmm. for those of you who uh, may not remember or are not aware, it's um, one of our favorite breweries, Newburgh Brewery, which is very close to me, that we've featured several times. And we will feature many more times right. on the show. Um, that's their sour beer. And I'm a very big fan of that beer. And I that's that one's way more sour than this one. Hmm. I, I feel like any any beer that makes me, when I take that sip and I go... At the end, for the first one, I mean, I I, I like sour things, so um, I'm I'm on board. But I I don't see myself drinking more than one in a sitting now. Oh, I could see myself if it was sunny and nice out there. Well, we're recording this at 10 p.m. right now, but Mm -hmm. you know, if this was, I got the daylight lights going though. Oh, nice. Have you noticed that? It it seems like it's much earlier where I am. Yeah, I guess it is brighter behind you than it normally is. Um, but no, I could be sitting outside in 60 degree and sunny and I could knock down several of these in a row. It would not bother me at all. Hmm. Yeah. I would, I would like to move on. I would move on to something else if I, I would do one of these and then follow it up with something else. This is just, there's nothing wrong that. with that either, but I, I, I enjoy it though. It, it is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, like I do like that cranberry flavor. Yeah, That's I was nice. worried it was going to really overwhelm it. Uh, actually, I could even do with slightly more cranberry in, in it. Yeah, I, I would be. If you got that, you'd you'd be entering even more of that fruity side. Yeah. And uh, then, hey, then maybe I will have two. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's hard to say. In fact, I would go so far as to say that the fruit flavor is quite restrained. Yeah, even though it's this tart and fruity. Um. As you mentioned, it does come in pints. Now, this is our fifth, Jack Savvy? Sixth? Um, I want to say it's our fifth. fifth. We did beer. Um, we did... <laughs> that one will always get me. <laughs> uh, we did uh, the IPL. We did a couple other ones. So my, my point here is we should go back and check and get a tally going because if this is five, then they are five for five. There's, there's, oh yeah, every one of them has been very good. Yeah, we're gonna, we're we're gonna keep it up with these folks here because this is this is a delight. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Does it? How does it rate compared to other? I mean, Checkpoint Charlie is obviously your your true north for sours. Well, I'm just. I don't even know if that's like my favorite or. I, I honestly, I haven't had all that many of them. Um, like different sour beers. Uh. I'm just saying that one is, I feel like, significantly more sour than this Got one Got you. Is. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> that, yeah, that was all that I meant. I see. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure I'm sure there's a, this. This really does. There is something about the sourness of this that does legit remind me of a Warhead, though. I could see that. It's like, the, I guess, that style of sour. Because we've had a few sours. I've had a few not on the show. There's, like, different levels, and there's different types of like that sour feel that you're going to get from it. This is straight up Warhead. And I'm I, I'm a fan. <laughs> I think my favorite sour is also from Newberg and it's the Cafe Sour, which I know I've spoken to you about. I, I think, think I've, I've had spoken about on the show, but I don't think I've had the opportunity to give it to you yet. Mm-hmm. Um, what was in that? Do you remember? That wasn't the one that was the Crowler that we got from him that time. Was it with no. Dunkirk? I don't think so. Was Remember, it? we did the Dunkirk episode, and you you were here. Well, we did the episode, and I brought the crowler. We had the little picture. It says, "Hello, my name is." Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I don't. Was it that? I don't remember. 
we'll have, we'll have to go back and look. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not certain. Not certain. Neither am I. We'll have to, we'll have to go, go back to the logs. It's there. It's there for everyone. Sweet. No, it was Logger Boss. That's the one. That's what lo- I like <laughs> Logger Boss. I found the picture. I, I, I really, really enjoyed the Sour Jessica Porter, though. That was, that was delightful. Yes, that was a very good beer. We have a few more of their specialty beers that will coming be coming up, hopefully in the near future. Yes. yes. More on that later. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, so, sweet. Moving on to our first story of the week, Mad Max. Now I forget. We're on forty-two now, so it's it, we're we're well past the mark of me remembering if we've done an episode on X movie without looking it up. So I did, don't believe we did it. We didn't do one on Fury Road. No, we. Well, I think we had discussed possibly doing it because you really liked it. I didn't see it when it first came out. Right. Um, but we could do that eventually as a. I think we greatest should. Hates type episode. I'm like, okay with it. I would like that. We should. We can go back to the. Uh, <clears throat> We can go back to the well for that one. It's not. It's not that far off. So that's that's good. Uh, I, I would probably like an opportunity to rewatch it. I've seen it all oh, the yeah. way through 100%. one time, and I've seen parts of it a couple other times. That that's one of the ones that I have on Blu-ray that I got right before everything like made the turn to 4K. And now that that's there, I'm like, but I want this movie in 4K. Like I have to rebuy this <laughs> one. Like I've got so many doubles because like I'll turn around and there'll be movies that are. On VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray behind me, and it's like I can't, I can't get it again, but I probably will. No, your excuse for having like if it was on VHS or if it was an old DVD, getting it again for Blu-ray or 4K. If you have it on Blu-ray, you don't really need it on 4K as no, well. You you don't. Um, but a movie like that though will just look so nice. <laughs> like I just really want it. I mean, it's probably already looking pretty nice. It probably does. Whatever setup you have. Even with the minor upscaling that happens when you do that, it probably looks... Honestly, like if we're being serious, I probably wouldn't even be able to tell the difference unless you put the two TVs right next to each other. So. That, that's what I'm saying. Like You can tell the difference between a DVD and, and a Blu-ray. I, I don't know that you'd be able to tell very easily the difference between a Blu-ray and a 4K. Mm. So anyway, uh, some some bad news out of this. There's a lawsuit between Miller's production company and Warner Brothers claiming that the studio owes them money. Yeah, what was that all about? I, I knew that there was that hanging over it somehow, but I have no idea what the details well, that, are. That's the thing. Like, the story that I read was light on the details of what the actual lawsuit entails. It was like money owed was not paid or like they had different ideas of like who was responsible for what, whatever. Like, figure it out and get it resolved because the the fallout here is just on the fans because we're not – while this is going on – there's not going to be another movie made. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in the article that I was reading is saying, like, which is probably true, he pro- he either has ideas for where the story is going, one, because he said that. He, I believe he said it on stage when they won an Oscar for something. Um, and the other part of it was he might already have scripts. Who knows? Like, he's he's got this world that he's building. Like, he's probably ready to roll. It just... He's 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 getting up there, and it's just a shame because we're probably not going to get it if this sits around for too long. Well, I remember he definitely said he has ideas and that he would like to do it, but I know he also said I need to like take a breath first before we get into that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so even with that that um, lawsuit, it probably was going to be a couple of years. 
It, right, but with this, it might not ever happen. It's possible. I'd have to look into what the whole complaint was mm-hmm. and what they'd have to get into and what like what it was all about. Because some things, not that I'm any sort of legal expert, but some things you can just tell they're going to find a way to sort it out. It may sure. be months or a year or whatever, but you just know eventually it's going to get sorted out. And other things that it's like, nope, this is going to be in court for five years. And I would hope so because I was a huge fan. I would hope they sorted it out because I was a huge fan of the movie. Like I really, really enjoyed it. And I was just the prospect of there being more and like exploring the character of like Furiosa and going further with that. Like that sounds awesome to me. It's just, it would be a shame if that was to die there. And part of the reason why I'm concerned that if this lasts long enough and it's, you know, enough time lapses between when Fury Road came out, like, it's not going to be relevant and it's just like that that might be even more of a reason for them to be like man eh, maybe we won't do this well the funny thing is is despite how much of a star um furiosa turned out to be in that movie i i would kind of be surprised if she was included in another one i don't think there's room for her to in the story that he seemed to be building or the world that he seemed to be building so if i remember correctly basically what he said was that he envisioned this as kind of a series of stories, legends, legends yeah, essentially I, which being is told, awesome. which she wouldn't really be a part of, especially with the way that that movie is left. Well, off, she, you know? she doesn't have to be directly involved, in it, but they could do something interesting with her character. There can be a character like on the side or someone that has some sort of relationship to her or comes across her path through the story too. Yeah. Like whatever. Like I, I just want more of the character. Yeah. Which would be, which would be awesome. But there's also <clears> like, I mentioned a chance that it won't happen. Anyway, we'll keep you posted if we hear any more about that because I am very curious. Moving on to the second story that I have here, uh, Quiet Place. This movie, man, it is... I I went from, huh, that seems interesting, probably won't see it, to, yeah, I'll see that when it comes out um, to home to home video, which is what I'm going to call it from here on out. Just calling it home video. Uh, to, I think I'm going to need to make time to see this before it leaves theaters. Well, I have heard that it is uh, an experience in the way that, like, Annihilation was an experience. Right. So, from that standpoint, I can understand that. I just... I just don't care. Yeah, it's just, you know what it is? The press around it and everything going on, like, I, I'm usually not a sucker for it, but I would like to see this movie while it's in the spotlight and be a part of the conversation. Also, I can recreate those conditions in my basement with the projector and everything like that. Because that's what I've seen in the sure. reviews and stuff that I've seen is that everyone's like, oh, you have to see it in the theater because, you know, it's going to be pressing in on you and quiet and having the dark and the screen up and this and that. And it's going to be big. I have a miniaturized version of that in my house. I have right. a projector. I'll, if I watched it at 10 o'clock at night in my house, it would be similar to that, except on the one hand, I'd be losing having the other people experiencing with me. But on the other hand, I don't have to worry about anyone being an asshole in a movie that is silent like 90% of the time from what I understand. And that is the segue into the story that I actually have written here. And this is there's this collection of tweets relating to snacking during this movie, which I found to mm-hmm. be wonderful. Have you Did you read these? I don't know if I saw that specifically or if I saw part of it or whatever, but I, I know that there has become an online conversation about watching right. this movie. Let me let me read them to you. Let me read a few that we came across here. Um, so this is coming from... Where is this? 
know, entertainment movie news. Anyway, it's it's just a, a poll of some tweets related to it. So uh, Jack M C N N writes a heads up: if you go see a quiet place at the cinema, don't buy any snacks. I managed about three kernels of popcorns throughout. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Bo Allen says, bringing a large popcorn and peanut M&M's into a quiet place was not one of my finest moves. <laughs> uh, Jacob's Jacoba? Jacoba Snow? Jacob A. Snow? Who knows? Uh, just saw a quiet place and someone was eating Doritos loud enough that they 100% would have died in this fictional universe. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that one's one of my favorites. Uh, the Randang, let me make this very clear. If you go see a quiet place, Hell, if you see any movie, please shut the fuck up. <laughs> Turn your goddamn phone off. Stop shoving your face full of loud-ass foods, popcorn, anything with a wrapper, etc. <laughs> Quit talking and watch the goddamn movie. Thanks. That is all. This is a man I can get behind. <laughs> I, I fully support this. But uh, there's a if you go on and search, I'm going to stop. But if you go on and search, there's tons and tons of these. And they're they're really funny. I've been coming across a few of them each day, and it's... It's it's good. I wanna, I, I I like when there's like this little. It's almost like this little side thing that's going on with this movie that it's just it's yeah. just fun to follow along with. Just kind of the the community at large uh, interacting with the movie. Yep, it's great. It's great. There's a so that, that's it. That's all I had on a quiet place. I I am likely going to try and get to it. I don't know if if you're not going to get to it, we could always do our episode later on. But I I think I want to see it while it's in theaters. I mean, if you really desperately want to do it, I may go see it. But I just at, right now, I just we're running out of time. Desire. To be honest, there's there's just too much coming up that we're definitely going to do. That yeah, there's a good chance we won't do this one. <coughs> well, yeah, um, if it had come, right if it had come out a month or so ago, we probably would have been able to do it. We probably would have had to. Yeah, um, <laughs> because we had a pretty quiet slate of movies there. Um, but yeah, now we have a whole bunch of releases in the next few weeks. Next week we have. Super Troopers. Then the week after that, we have Avengers. Then, yep. what, yep. two weeks after that, we have Deadpool. And then a week mm-hmm. after that, we have Han Solo. And then it's, it's going to be nonstop. It's great. It's going to be phenomenal. Freaking love May. Uh, so that being said, Infinity War, the hype rises, man. My anticipation is going through the roof for this movie. Like, I, I am... Anticipation, brief segue. And then what? we can get back to that point, uh, absolutely. But speaking of anticipation... This is the first time I realized in the last week or so that my disappointment with the fact that Han Solo is coming out in May instead of in December. I don't have time to engage in my full anticipation yep. cycle. Those of you who have been with us for a while know about the anticipation. If you don't know about the anticipation, go check out our website, The Spin Tune. <laughs> Find my story on how to deal with anticipation. It's pretty you good. understand exactly what I'm talking about. I was I was a big fan of that one. Yeah, but I, that's I'm glad that I have the Avengers to have this anticipation for because I know, but not I need doing to, it. I need to engage in it in Star Wars. I've engaged in it yearly with right. the Force Awakens and then Rogue One and yeah. then Last Jedi, and I don't get to engage in that for this now. And yeah. then I'll be engaging in it 1.5 times its normal value, waiting for Episode Nine. That's gonna be that one's gonna that that you might take a heart attack. <laughs> waiting for that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, so if, if you don't kill me by uh, me choking to death on that sip of beer, then yes. <laughs> so the, the biggest news around Infinity War, I have, I've got like box office projections here, but the biggest news is that we oh, have our like tickets. Oh, it's like smashing everything. <laughs> but like said, the biggest news is we have our tickets and we have a date and time that we are going. We are going yes. 1230 midnight, Friday nope. into Saturday. 
<laughs> we're, we're gonna say that <laughs> because if I say there, it's just people get confused. I get confused typing it. I I asked two people if they wanted tickets, and I was like, I need to be very clear <laughs> about what day this movie is because you buy it based on Friday from the website, but it's Saturday <laughs> when the time it comes. That's annoying. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that's when we're going. So we will have our our episode will be that following week. Uh, so we're gonna be right on the heels of it. Uh, the following Thursday, right after opening weekend. I'll probably have seen it again by the time we by the time we do that. Um, I'm very excited for that. So looking at some of the box office projections, uh, the they range from 234 to 255 million for opening weekend. I think it's supposed to blow everything out of the water for early tracking numbers. If it hits over 247.9, it beats the record of Force Awakens. Yeah, which is awesome. Very cool. Disney is just raking in the cash. Oh, yeah, uh, the other interesting thing is the projection for the domestic box office is actually below Black Panther because they're expecting it to come in pretty hard on the front end and then kind of trail off, which it, which kind of makes sense because it's it, one, it's going to get cannibalized by it, itself in the next month. Barely. I mean, it's, it, it is a whole month before Solo comes out. It um, is. But, but it will about, be, there will be some, some nibbling around the edges from Deadpool for sure. Yeah. Well, think about, though, like all the how long like Black Panther was just like racking it up. Like it was just constantly, constantly adding money. Like as we as we move towards May with other releases that are Disney as well, it's, you know. It, it, it's interesting that it comes in under Black Panther. Sorry, I'm, I'm still here. Though. My mute button um, wasn't unmuting. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken. No, that was, would have been a really boring show, Al. If it was just me yeah. talking at you. I hit it like three times and it was still just like flashing and flashing. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I am so excited for this. Me I am too. so excited for this. And it got me thinking about Black Panther. And while I was thinking about Black Panther, I came across another story. And this is, I'm jumping ahead of one other thing that I want to talk to you about. But an anecdote from the set of Black Panther um, okay. is a, there was a nickname for Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis on set. No, I, I sent you this way back, man. Did you? Oh, I didn't see this from you. I have this. I found this in the <clears throat> boards and I, uh, I added it to our magazine. At least I'm assuming that this is the same thing because I didn't see anything it's about it specifically. It's it's so funny that it has. To I be just saw a bunch of jokes about it at the time the movie came out that they were referenced as the Tolkien white guys. Yes, brilliant. I it is brilliant. Love that. <laughs> it is so funny and like they it came with uh, <laughs> the the article that I was reading. It came with like this still of a screen of him after he explained it. He just has this this great smirk on his face <laughs> and it's just so it's so silly but so perfect anthony buried it there a little bit if you didn't hear um because i could barely hear it um it that is the tolkien whites Correct. the tolkien whites <laughs> <laughs> so good <laughs> i love that anyway that was just that was just a small uh black panther anecdote to follow up no I, that is stuff. that is funny the first time i saw it's that beautiful. online i cracked up it's great i it's it's just so silly and it just makes me believe like they I want to believe with every movie that I like that they had a really good time making it. Yes. And I just, I got that vibe. You you can usually get that vibe, I feel like, from the chemistry that the characters have on screen. There, you can, there's definitely times you can tell. There's times where it's like neutral, it could have been either or. But there's sometimes where you just know. Right. And yeah, that, that, that was probably one of those times. Uh, so the last thing that I had mentioned in the uh, 
in the intro there. Wait, hang on a second. Sorry. I just thought about this now because I saw it today. Um, wasn't really fully worth being part of Al's Nuggets. Oh. Um, but I saw something today. It was talking about – I didn't realize that the second season of Westworld was starting this Sunday. Um, oh, damn. I've got some catching up to do. Yeah, I forgot. Like, I knew it was upcoming, but I thought it was in the summer. I didn't realize it was this weekend. Um, nice. And I was reading, like, it was an article on The Ringer just like, uh, you know, since it's been like 18 months since the last season ended or something like that, just like a primer to get you ready for season two, like the end of what happened, what to look forward to next, the info that we have. So there was a story. Uh, I think there was like an AMA on Reddit or something like that with uh, Jonathan Nolan, mm-hmm. uh, who was like, who like is the showrunner or whatever, creator. And he was saying how if he got enough upvotes, he would release a bunch of info about <laughs> season two um, because so many people were, have been doing like the Game of Thrones or the Lost style thing where they're just pouring through everything, trying to like theorize on what's coming next. Right. And he released a primer video and it's like a 20 minute long video. And I think the whole video is just the that cover of the Nirvana song that's over the trailers of the new season. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of it, there's a little clip of the actress who plays Clem playing the piano and Evan Rachel Wood, Wood Evan Rachel Wood singing Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> he released a 20-minute Rick roll. That is great. It's like, it's like a 20-minute video. And it's like, I think it's like black and white with a dog sitting at a piano while the piano version <laughs> of the Nirvana song is playing. And in the middle of it, there's like a 90-second clip of that. And then it goes back to the other thing again. <laughs> That's awesome. I I just want to watch it now. I, I, I really I really enjoyed what I saw of that show. I just never – I don't know what it was. I was just like not in a place to keep going with it like while it was on – Um. And you were so far ahead. I don't know. I just gotta get back into it. I gotta. I think I have to. I have to start over though because it's it's been too long. You you only watched like, like two episodes or something, right? I think it was like yeah, it was like two or three. I you know what it was. I watched one episode and I was like, mm, "This is really good." And then I started watching the second one. I was like, "You know what? Kim's probably gonna like this." So I stopped mm. and I was like, "Let's start over." And then I sat down and watched again with her. And she fell asleep because it was late. And I was like, I had to start it over again. And I think uh, I think I had just lost interest because I did lost that so many times. Yeah. So if I it's been enough, I've had enough of a break. I think if I go and sit down and watch it and just go through it, I'll I'll probably thoroughly enjoy it. Because I was I was having I had a great time with the first the first episode. And ooh, if you haven't, I'm not gonna spoil it. If you haven't seen it, watch just watch the first episode because it's a it's a long episode. Yeah, it's the, I think it's it was the last like, like ten seconds though that where I like went oh like out loud with nobody around because <laughs> it was just really good. I don't remember the last ten seconds of the first episode. I'll be honest. I feel like this is uh, I this is one of those things that I'm I'm not I'm not going to spoil it here. I'll we'll we'll catch up after. Okay, you can reach out to me if you want to hear what I'm talking about, but just watch it. That's that's how you can find out. Um. You should have the same reaction if you're paying attention. Uh, <laughs> so the last note that I have here is live action versions of animated films. And I was curious just what your take is on these. Because the last one that is most clear in my mind is The Jungle Book. And I'm not sure if you saw it, but it was awesome. Did not see it. It was really, really good. And I saw this. It was an article about 
casting decisions for Mulan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I didn't even read it. And I didn't even look at who they were casting. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm down. Like, that sounds fun. So, yeah, there was like a whole batch of them that came out a few days ago. It was Donnie Yen, I know, was one of them. <clears throat> Super interested in that. Do you like conversion from animation to live action, generally? Um, I mean, it doesn't offend me. I don't... I can't think of any that I went out of my way to go see. can't remember if I really went to see any. Like, I mean, other than, like, the original Jungle Book with, like, Cersei Lannister when she was, like, 18 in real life. <laughs> okay, I and, don't like, even know that. <laughs> oh, you don't remember that? It was Disney made a Jungle Book. It wasn't a live action adaptation of the old jungle book movie. Okay. It was like its own jungle book, you know, cause it's all iterations of the Roger Kipling story sure, or whatever. Sure. Um, and it was like, um, I think Bruce Lee's son plays Mowgli. Oh, weird. If I'm, if I'm getting that correctly, I may, uh, I could be wrong about that. Um, Interesting. and, um, it's got Lena Headey and, Carrie Elways and there's probably that, other man. people that it's probably other people in it too that I'm not aware of that I mean because the movie came out I think over 20 years ago now so like I saw it a few times when I was a kid I don't remember it that that well I remember like little bits of it yeah I I, I just saw him I just saw that he was cast in Stranger something Things. was that what it was okay yeah I was actually I was just gonna say that I saw that earlier today when I was uh, scrolling through my feed there and uh I I love him, so I'm very I'm very happy to see that you you gotta you gotta get on that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that you watch. I'm very surprised that you don't watch that. We're talking forgot, about Stranger Things for those who missed it. <laughs> I forgot Sam Neill and John Cleese were both in the old Jungle Book. Hmm. Came out 1994. I'm just what why why haven't you watched Stranger Things? Mm, something about it. You know what it is? Some to a certain extent it's similar to my issues with why I wasn't super excited for Ready Player One. It feels like weaponized nostalgia. Mm. That doesn't track. Of course it does. Not with this movie. Not with this show. It's the nostalgia's there, but it's the, oh, you got to just just watch it, just watch it so we can talk about it. This is no. Nah, I, I just much. got into I just got into watching The Wire. I never got to see it. I have to do that and too. I'm almost done with the second season. Very much worthwhile. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I, I've been told numerous times to get on that, and I I still haven't. It's, it's <clears> yeah, it was a legacy list. show. It was a legacy show that I was just too young when it came out to have like sure. watched it, and like wasn't on my radar back then, and. Later on, it was, and I just never got around to it. And I, that's what I do when I, you know, I, I pick, like, I watch whatever I'm watching, and I pick one show to, like, stream and, like, watch mm-hmm. in succession. And that's it for me for right now. So I'm almost done. I think it's, I think it's five seasons total. I, I'm very nearly done with the second season. Nice. What is it on? It's on, it was on HBO. It's on HBO Go. Oh, okay. Before. Oh, perfect. That's convenient. Really good cast. Nice. I'll have to, I definitely have to get in that. Uh, I've been wanting to watch it. It's just there's actually a lot to watch right now. So 
and there's a lot of a backlog that I, I have too many things to decide between, so I'm just not watching anything. <laughs> yeah, I've kind of been going through that too, because like I had like a month period where nothing that I had that was like actively on TV was on, and mm-hmm. now everything is on. Yep, so yep. I have all these things like loading up in my DVR, and I'm like kind of like scrambling to get through it, like to the point where I was super hyped for the Americans coming back, and it's. I think it's on literally right now, and it's like the third or fourth episode already of the final season, and I have not watched a single second of it yet. Because like with that show, I, I can't just be like, "Oh, I'm gonna throw it on," and like I'm gonna watch it or half watch it, and then like, "Oh no, I gotta no no." That's one of those things where like I will turn my phone off and watch. Right. Oh, but you won't do that during a movie. No, I'll mostly do it during a movie. So <laughs> fuck you. Else <laughs> uh, the worst. Um. You didn't wait. First of all, I was not on my phone for one second when we were no, watching Annihilation. You've been very good lately, and I think it's. I think I've gotten to you, which is no. It's entirely the style of movie or whatever. Just, just don't. You know what just, I saw at like the a theater? Week? Just don't. You know what I saw recently? Um, that movie Blockers, which I thought was going to be was that horrific trash, and then I heard that no, it's actually pretty clever, and I should have realized the people involved with it, like not the actors, and actually like the actual people like making it. Um, are people who are about their shit, I, and I should have like given it the benefit of the doubt. It was just the marketing for it was so ridiculous. It's funny, man. Yeah, I have to check that out. It seems like, the concept is is very silly. So did you see Neighbors? Yeah, of course. If you like Neighbors, you'll like this movie. It's like Excellent. it's got the same spirit to it. Sold. Absolutely sold. Uh, that, yeah, no, that, that's, that was that's a, a good way movie. to to sell people on it because Neighbors was top notch. I think. Um, it had similar producers and writers. Nice. So I think Seth Rogen had a production credit. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's like those yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. Yeah, Evan Goldberg, um, Seth Rogen, a whole bunch of other people like that. Like, Neighbors is one of those ones you can, if it's on, you can just throw it on in the background and just, just be like every once in a while, just look over and just crack up. Yeah, I mean, they so definitely silly. traffic a little too much in the gross out shock factor in some of this but uh, okay it's still pretty damn funny i'll have to check that out john cena impressed me i didn't know how he's gonna handle i know he's done he's dabbled a bit in acting and, and he seems like the type to have the right personality for for comedy but but he like well i haven't really seen him in any other roles but he kind of plays the straight man in this okay <laughs> and it's funny that's good he's good the three of them the three um Parents, uh, Ike Barinholtz, who I'm in general, I'm not a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Leslie Mann, and he was in Neighbors. He's the one who plays Seth Rogen's friend. Oh, okay. Um, and he's been in other things. He was in a few episodes of The League. He's been in a bunch yep. of stuff. Um, the body, think, the body, Jibiati. Is that yes, what? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the three the of them. Leslie a Mann, great show. Oh, phenomenal. Uh. Um. John Cena, Ike Barinholtz, and Leslie Mann play the three parents who are the blockers, and they have really good chemistry together. The three, they are three children, like who are going to the senior prom or whatever, and the couple of hangers-ons to their story. They all have good chemistry together. It, it's a fun movie. Awesome. I'm definitely definitely got to check that out then. That's a I can I I love that I can trust you for reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it. It's it's fun when we disagree on at least something but we we normally like the same exact things and the thing is like i'm not i i know i'm not perfect in my likes and dislikes of all this stuff but i do know what my blind spots are mostly sure so at least i can tell you or anyone like 
I liked or didn't like this more than other people, and like this is why. Right. Like in the couple of the movies that we've done that you didn't like so much that I did like, like I could tell you like this is the reason that it gets to me, and if that's not something that gets you going, then that's why you don't like it. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's it's good. It's good to notice that. Uh, what nuggets does Al have for us today? I have one nugget. I've. Can you buy a one piece? I think you need to start coming with with fours at least. Well, the thing is, I just I, when I when things interest me, when I find something as atrocious as Bob Honey, I'm gonna bring it to you. All right, if you have one from now on, it's Al's burger. If you have more okay. than one thing, it's Al's nuggets. No, 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 no. The thing is, this one is truly a nugget. It's not even a full story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's just, it's just like, I, I really wanted to just be a half a thought. Like it does not. <laughs> you will not be able to sink your teeth into it. Al but Honey. You may well be excited by it. Because what it is, is breaking Star Wars news. Ooh. Specifically, breaking news about Solo, which comes out in a month. <sighs> On Twitter, story broken by the director himself, Ron Howard. Someone tweeted at him, will Clint Howard make a cameo in the film? And he said, you won't be disappointed. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> This concludes Al's Nuggets. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, like his, I like his engagement with the fans. Yeah. Well, I feel like I don't know what his typical um, Twitter usage is, but I think he's been game knowing that he's got to sell this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good for him. Um, and it's I mean, it's in his best interest and in everyone's best interest, right? Good on you. Good on you. Awesome. Shall we get into our flick of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Death of Stalin, a difficult movie to come by, not in a lot of theaters. Yes, it was. Um, it required some gymna- gymnastics to get in front of. Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I had. I had to acquire it. Unfortunately, I would have happily paid for this movie, but I keep that stuff off air. What's that? That stuff off air. No, no. Here's the deal. I. I'm, <laughs> this is my problem. I want to pay you for it. I can't. That's the problem. I mean, it's a good point. Like, what are you? What, are what am I supposed to do? To drive two hours to find a theater that's got it. Like, right. I no. drove like forty minutes to find it, and like, it's not what I wanted to do, but I really wanted to see this movie. Um, I think it was at the end of the last week's episode. I did the hard sell. So if you stuck with us to the end of it, you heard me selling Anthony on it. Um, this is the first time me and him have, have really spoken. I mean, obviously we text throughout the week, but uh, it's funny. The audience is hearing this probably a week or so after the last episode, but we haven't spoken in like two weeks. We recorded that one a little ahead of time. Yeah, no, it's true. It's been a while. Yeah, because we, yeah, and w- which is exactly why we try to be a week ahead in case we <laughs> we're not going to be able to to sync up. Then we'll then we'll be at an episode. So right now we're we we are producing and releasing. It's just it's just happening. Yeah, the turnaround on this one's going to be about twelve hours. Guys. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Doing it live. Might as well just stream this one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Seriously, I mean, I guess I feel like forty five minutes would probably be my my. I would go as far as an hour, but yeah. there was there was just nothing. There was oh, and fun. Here was the funny thing. When we decided that we were going to do it. I had looked it up and it's like, oh, it's playing in a theater that's like thirty minutes from me. I'm like, great, that's fine, no problem there. Uh, I went to I went to check it again on the weekend, and it was no longer playing on the weekend. 
I'm like, but it was going to be back during the week. What'd you do? And then it was <laughs> back during the week at 4:25 in the afternoon. I have work. <laughs> like, no, what, yeah, that was what do you that's want to do? <laughs> yeah, and that, that that just made me like, okay, all right, you're you've done this. <laughs> you know what? If you want, honestly, if my only option, if if I was able to purchase it for even say, say it was 25 bucks, I would have done that. That seems excessive. I but I would have done it because I. I support the movies. Well, no, but now that you know that you enjoyed it, you feel comfortable saying that. But going no, I, in I, blind, I, I would, I would have because if you think about it, if I if I go to the movies, I normally would probably buy two tickets for whoever I'm with. Mostly, it's usually Kim. Otherwise, it's you. <laughs> but I'll buy two tickets. Probably buy. You some know, I, I, th- I felt bad about that, but I've re- I've run up a pretty big beer tab. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, that's, sharing the beer to no, you. That's that's totally fine. Uh. Uh, yeah, but like I have, I would have no problem paying twenty five bucks just to, to. I would have, I mean, to own it, that'd, that'd be fine. Um, but I couldn't, and there was no other outlet. There was no no other means. So, uh, go go see, or maybe if more people talk about it, maybe it'll be released wider. So friggin' well. So the thing is, it it. I mean, it it is understandable. It was, I think it was a a festival release. It's an IFC. Mm-hmm produced film you know what i mean so it's gonna be a smaller release it's gonna be obnoxious because there wasn't a ton of money behind it i don't think right mark my words if it is eventually available near me i will buy a ticket to it whether or not i see it that is how strongly i feel about buying tickets and going to the movies and i won't even use my movie pass how about that yeah i also i i didn't even realize this this was um this was the directorial debut of um, the writer, director, creator of this movie, uh, Armando Iannucci, who's yeah. known for um, Veep. Veep. Uh, he's done a lot of stuff in TV, uh, but this is his first uh, feature-length production. Why don't, you, why don't you give the listeners a little little plot synopsis, a quick one? Uh, well, the plot synopsis is it follows the Soviet... <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, it is the death of Stalin. <laughs> well, that is pretty self-explanatory, but this is actually a pretty good synopsis. It follows the Soviet dictator's last days and depicts the chaos of the regime after his death. That is as succinctly as you could describe... Which is which is really about. great, because if you read that and then don't look at the genre... you It sounds super boring. When I heard the title the first right. time, I was like... I don't want to see a documentary about the death of Stalin. Right. Sounds vaguely interesting. I might read a five or ten minute long article about it. Sure. And then you sent me that trailer. And I was like, oh my god. (laughs) Then I saw the trailer. I cracked up. I sent you the trailer. I believe I may have texted you in old caps, whatever it was that I texted you You should stop what you're doing and watch this right now. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. I remember being pretty strident in um, telling you that you needed to watch the trailer. I deliberately waited a little bit to watch it. Because you, you don't tell me what to do. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, totally worth it though. Go watch the trailer. Go watch the trailer, and you tell me you're not sold on watching this movie because it is. Make sure you so- find the red band trailer. You gotta yes, find the red band trailer. Yes, the red band trailer. Uh, so diving diving into this, uh, it's funny because you we talked just a little bit about this, and you had mentioned to me a specific thing that I didn't notice until I watched. Like I didn't. I didn't see how it could possibly go there until I got to the end. This is not a spoiler. Uh, the so the way I, I wrote a little guys, thing. Guys, guys, spoiler alert: Stalin dies in this movie. <laughs> Dumb. If you know, you didn't Dumb. realize from the title, and you know, 
history. The, guy, the man's been dead for <laughs> what? So, 60 years? Let me read to you this little, little synopsis that I wrote here. It's a very dark comedy. 99% of this film is an arm wrestling match between comedy and darkness. Comedy has the edge for the majority of the film until the final moments of the third act where darkness gains control and slams comedy through the table. Oh, yeah. I, uh, my note uh, once I was done watching the movie was, this is a dark comedy that just goes plain dark. Yeah. And you had you told me, you warned me about that up front. And I was like, how? Like, watching the movie, I'm like, how? This is too good to do that. And, like, it, it, I get it, and it kind of makes sense, but it's just, like, I still didn't see how it was going to get there. And then as it's getting there, I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The lightheartedness is, is kind of dwindling. Uh-oh. 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 Oh, it's dark. Oh, it's light, light Lightheartedness? <laughs> the type of lightheartedness of, like, you know, kneeling over your former compatriot who is very nearly dead and... Being upset because you kneeled in the fact that he pissed himself. <laughs> that really? sort of lighthearted. Yes. That sort of you know what this movie has a lot of shticks. And that that was like they have this little this little thing they do, and then they do it over and over again from different angles just to make you realize just how funny it is, and that was one of them. Lighthearted, like well, actually this was pretty lighthearted. Um it was one of the the funniest one liners that I that I laughed at. On its own, without context, it may not be that funny. It probably isn't that funny. But in the context of the movie... Can I guess? When yeah, go ahead. All right. Is it, does it have to do when they were in the woods? Yep. How can you plot and run? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Okay. You might not think... If you're listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, you have no context, it's not funny. It's no. not. But if you if you just go watch it and just the scenarios that are unfolding and the way at which they are unfolding and the way these lines are peppered in, it's just it's just so silly. I cracked up a a lot during this movie. Yes. There is Oh my god, that is, that is a great one. My, that's <laughs> How can you run and plot? <laughs> there's one of my other favorites though is uh it it's I had it's what I called you in the intro. Oh, yes, I have that written down, too. Do you? You are the finest and nearest conductor. Which is, and <laughs> again, like, and like I, I mentioned, like, there's, there's these shticks. Like, they, they'll do, there's this, this little, this little joke that they kind of tug on for a little bit. And they'll, they'll do it again. And this, this happens. There's a, we, honestly, we're just going to talk about the movie. It, you can call it spoilers. There, there's nothing that we can say that really ruins anything. Because. Well, the thing is, if you're versed in your history you know this things because like right I, I mean listen i'm sure they made up some lines and stuff and this and that but um from what i understand i i believe that this is more or less pretty close to the truth of what happened they played up the comedy aspect of these things right. but like the big picture things that all happened all happened i believe mm -hmm. um so these will be spoilers um you can know that now you can listen or not listen some of the things we tell you may sound funny and you'll laugh and you will laugh harder when you go and see them. Right. And at least, it, I, honestly, I don't think what we talk about will ruin anything for you. I think knowing to like to pay attention for certain ones will make it that much better when you're watching it. Because I know that if I go back now knowing what I know and rewatch the movie, I'll laugh even more. Oh, yeah. This does seem like, which is weird for like comedy sort of things. This seems like the type of thing that when, if I go and rewatch it, there'll be things that I kind of missed or didn't fully appreciate when I see it the second time around. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. 
it's funny, and this is because it's not just a comedy. Based on the genre, when I was watching it on the top right corner, it was comedy history. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is really silly. Uh, so, interesting note. All characters in the foreground of the movie are bad. Yes. They're all bad people. The director makes you align with one anyway. But yes, he's by no means a good guy. <laughs> there's different levels of bad. <laughs> right. Exactly. There's there's one there's one character, the, the pianist, I feel like is one good character, but she's not... <laughs> She's the uh, yeah no uh, I mean she is the only person who's good probably but she's, bar- she's barely more than a character like she's yeah she's like not even she and she's hard to root for because she's kind of a jerk right but also well actually no she's not really not that hard to root for because like she's like history proves she was the one who was in the right you know what I mean mm-hmm. like she's coarse personality wise um but and well I mean and that's the thing is like since like I said we're like full on like. She is the one who killed Stalin. Indirectly. Because of the excitement that she caused from her letter? Well, she writes the note. Yeah. Stalin reads the note, is laughing because I, I imagine, and, and it was so strident the way in which she was criticizing him and his rule, he must have thought it was a gag that was like left from one of his like compatriots. Right. Because he starts cracking up laughing and then he has like a brain hemorrhage and dies. Yeah. It's the way that it all goes down is just absurd and and I put something about that too. I think you know, like the cause of death for Stalin is incredible. Yeah, it is. It's it's great. <laughs> the, the and that's it plays nicely in with an earlier scene. Like um, I have a note here that uh, each power hungry character is no stranger to kissing ass, right? They they all do, and like that's like the first time you meet all of his right hand right hand men. Like they're all they're all humoring him. Like that's yes. that's just what they do, and that's what they have to do. That's what they have to do. Otherwise, you get on one of his lists. Uh, one of his many lists. One of his many lists. But it was, it's just so funny. Like because like you 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 get it because like you're like okay, so he enjoy from what you're saying. He thinks it's probably one of his his guys like. Giving him another joke, giving him another laugh, like that's what he. But you understand because, like, they all were like pulling. None of them really pulled practical jokes on him, but they were pulling practical jokes on each other to get his favor and to get yes. everyone to laugh. Not. Of his uh his suit pants, mm-hmm. and he's still got the the tomato in it the next day when yep. he has to go and. Attend to the near death of Solid. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh my god. Uh, there. Hang on, sir. I was. I, I just lost something here that I had that I wanted to touch on. Um. Oh, I have. There is no act too petty for these characters, and it adds to the humor. So, the. <laughs> So the what you were talking the kneeling down in the piss and then getting up and being like ah oh, crap like I just like I keep stepping in it they're all first they they're all like trying to get there first yes and then they're and kneeling then down they all in it don't want to be the one to deal with it right it's just so ridiculous but the race is on in this movie it's well so first many of all times. that whole sequence for several minutes as it's like this escalating situation it starts with. Them finding out that there's something wrong, but they don't all find out at the same time in the same way. And you always see the jockeying between them, even though they seem to enjoy each other's company and they're having fun with each mm-hmm. other early on when Stalin's still alive. You know, they're yeah. all, 
ribbing each other. They're having good-natured pranks. Like I said, the tomato in the pants. Like, that's a pretty low, you know, level prank to pull on someone, and it's entertaining. Right. And they're doing all this stuff, and they walk out, and then it's like, oh, oh we just we just found out that, um, that Molotov is – he's on a list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. It was so bad. It's like, you know, say goodbye to to Molotov. And then they're like waving. They're coming back. Uh, And then the cut they do to Molotov. What? The cut that they go to Molotov and he's waving his hand slowly. Like it's (laughs) it's in slow motion. It was just so terrible. Like he's just like, oh, And they all just wave. Like they have like these like forced smiles on their faces. They're waving to him. Yeah. And then. um, Ridiculous. Then. The next morning, Khrushchev wakes up. He gets a call. You know, what's going on? And he looks out the window and he sees Malenkov running. walking briskly. No, he's, yeah, he's like, yeah. He's like, what, what's going on? Should he, give me my pants. Give me my pants. And he's putting his suit there's on. No, over there's no pajamas. time. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his pajamas on underneath the suit. He's not wearing a button down shirt. He's wearing the those pajamas under the suit. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoy Steve Buscemi. Yeah, and he, he is great in this role. And that And that was another thing. The casting of a lot of these characters was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, Buscemi as Khrushchev is excellent. Tambor as Malenkov is even better. That is so Jeffrey Tambor, that character. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I I was like, it was funny. It's it's sad and kind of frustrating with, with all the stuff going on in Hollywood right now. Because I the last thing that I remember hearing about him was the allegations against him and him... Um, departing from transparent not by choice not by choice right, that's what the thing he was i didn't know was he fired and i started looking into it and i it sounds like he was fired from the show and i was looking at a statement from him saying like that it's all bs kind of thing and I, it's just unfortunate because like i don't i don't know well the, the curious thing is that he's received seemingly unwavering support from the people at arrested development interesting um, he has not been fired from that. He will be in the new season that comes out in a few months. Right. Um, and I think it was David Cross I might have heard having like a statement like supporting him and saying that they all support him. Like he was not ostracized from Arrested Development. He is going to be in it playing, I'm sure, both George and Oscar. Right. Um, so. Well, and and here's kind of what I'm getting at. Uh, obviously, if if he did do something, I, I don't support that. But what I, I really also don't support if something was to be said, which tainted this, like the view of this guy that I, that I, I used to, you know, I, I was so thrilled to see him in anything at the time. And now I'm a little hesitant because of this, but I don't know that it's true. I don't know. I don't know anything. And it just, it just sucks because this is exactly what I was talking about. Like a while back, like, are the, is there going to be fallout of like people that are just like claimed to have done something? Maybe he well, didn't. I think, and if he I didn't, think, screw him. But I don't know. I think the way that I, I've decided to go forward with this <clears throat> situation is um, I'm not going to rush to judgment on either way, saying mm-hmm. in support or in you know denial of these people. I'm just going to wait and see what falls out. Kevin right. Spacey seems to have been excised from Hollywood. Right. So... Thus, he will be excised from my um, support and enjoyment of him as an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're not booting a person out of Hollywood, if Jeffrey Tambor is going to stick around and he doesn't get charged or arrested and we don't get a affidavit or confessions, I will 
have tacit support of him, I suppose, um, as an actor. Right. Until I hear otherwise. Right. That's fair. And I just it detracted from me enjoying him because I I almost, it's it's sucky because the I last I did have a twinge as well too. Yeah, and I was just like I was just like I want I really like I am I am enjoying this and I feel bad that am I wrong to enjoy it because I don't know so like what what what's more wrong I don't I don't know <laughs> and it was frustrating because like that there were so many times where he was on screen where I was captivated but then I was also on guard because I was like, I don't feel like I should be enjoying this. Yeah, I, I was uncomfortable at, at times too. And I'm sure I'll, I'll go through that again whenever Arrested Development comes out the new season. That being said, he had one of the lines though that I couldn't control myself and floored me. And it's in the Red Band trailer. Which one? It's when he's talking to um, what's the what's the short guy that looks like the penguin? Beria? Barrio, when he's talking to him, and he goes, and somebody comes through the door, and he goes, "I will deal with whatever horseshit you have presently." <laughs> and he goes, "Actually, I told him to come." And he goes, "Come on through," <laughs> and that just got me, and I was just hysterical. But another uh, one, another one that got me. You're right, that one got me good because he's, he's. But it's the guy who seemed least suited. Well, second least suited to power. Molotov was just as as poorly suited to to power as Malenkov was. Mm-hmm. Um, but. As someone who seemed to be very unsuited to power, him then trying to embrace it and project power, you know, yep. even though it's being undermined by him wearing a girdle and, um, and oh my god, that line that he makes that that Beria makes when he he finds out, he says, "What are you wearing?" He says, "I, I he's a, is that a corset? No, no, it's a girdle. I'm wearing it. I, oh, okay, you you carry it well. It looks good. Yeah, please be discreet about this." And. Uh, <laughs> Later there, and he goes, oh, of course, and then they're sitting in the meeting, and he says, what did he say, like, uh, let's see if this can be cinched tightly or something yeah. like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but there's another line that Malenkov has in the meeting when they're all supposed to be agreeing about everything. Oh, my God. And they're disagreeing, and he goes, <laughs> he goes all right, and the motion is, and everyone puts up their hands except for Khrushchev, and he goes, carried you, and then Khrushchev finally puts his hand up. Unanimously, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> the, he had some genuinely funny lines and some funny interactions. The other one I love is what, dealing with the the uh, funeral coordinator when he's got the two portraits of him, and he goes cheekbones, no cheekbones, cheekbones, <laughs> no cheekbones. That one, I want that one destroyed. <laughs> Just so silly. And I thought, you know, and I don't think I've seen him in anything else, even though he looked familiar. But the guy who played Beria did an incredible job. Yeah. Like jumping between like menacing and like taking a step back and being very calming and him being like an absolute asshole. He had some funny ass lines like he like they really let that, that guy shine. I don't think I've ever seen him in anything before. Um, and, uh, even though he didn't have a huge role in the movie and doesn't really show up to the final act, um, Jason Isaacs as Zukov, as Marshall uh, Zukov, he just looked like he was having so much fun. Yep. Yep. From the minute he throws the coat off. Oh yeah. Like in slow motion throws his jacket that, off. That was, like, he has another, he has one of his really funny lines is also in the Red Band trailer. It's the, when he's like, I'm going to have to report you for the, oh my God, look at your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, he just looks like he's having fun. Yeah. It's like basically like they gave him a script. He's like, here, it's like, here's your line. Come in here and act like you know all of these people and have fun. <laughs> but you know, that was his direction. You know what might be the best like 
other thing I can think of that represents his role in this. And, like, the character he's playing is the line from the other guys when he says, like, I'm a peacock, you gotta let me fly. Yeah. Like, he was an absolute peacock, and he, they let him fly. Like, yep. I mean, literally peacocking as he throws the cape off and he throws out his chest. Like. Yep. Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. What I love also, so all these characters that are, like, scrambling for power, like, they're all opposing each other, but there's still certain things they can all agree on. For example, Stalin's son is the annoying guy at the party that no one wants around. <laughs> oh my God. And he was funny. Like the the what they did with that character was great. And I was talking about Shticks earlier, but like the whole thing with the the Russian hockey team. Oh my god. Like what plane? Like he's like when they what when they the plane is fine. The guys are fine. Everybody's Wait, something happened to the team. No, no, no. What team? <laughs> what team? And it was that whole that whole exchange is very Abbott and Costello. Yes, it, but it was it was so silly. But he's that just guy's, like that guy's great. Uh, he was on Homeland for uh, a long uh, run of the show. He was on from like the second season to like the sixth season, okay. and he was, ended up playing one of my favorite characters on the show. And I ended up being disappointed with how little they gave him to do in this movie. Mm-hmm. Although he did, he definitely made the most of the little bit of screen time he got. Right, he's and I also never saw the butt play. of a lot of the jokes, which is just I really never saw great. him play comedy before. I've only ever seen him in that one role, and he plays a very serious straight character you know what i mean right um i i love i love how he gets cut off during his like they don't like he wants the speech jeffrey tambor lets him have the speech everybody else is like what are you doing guy and then when they get it to him they cut him off by having the flyover door oh my god so good and he's just so frustrated (laughs) but there but steve buscemi's just like kind of like you a little hand. Or the, like, the other, yes, was yes, Ber- Beria or Malenkov, one of them is like tapping him on the shoulder, like good job, and like, yeah, like shuttling him like away. Ushering from him off. <laughs> so good. And, oh, and even the scene where he, he freaks out and he like he attacks him and he gets thrown on the ground and he tries to spit in his face and it just goes straight yep. up. It uh, lands right on, on his own yep. face. <laughs> so ridiculous. Or it, actually, I mean, even the, the best of, of all of it might have been. Um, the scene where he walks in on his father's autopsy and yes he tries to shoot them and they're he's shooting up into the air and they're wrestling the gun away and then he's trying to to take his brain and send him to america (laughs) (laughs) they're they're trying to they they were filling his 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 brain with uh with american propaganda and all this stuff (laughs) and he's grabbing he's trying to grab the gun from the security guard that went on that in family guy style for so long it was, that, it was so bad that it became good again. Yep. And like, what's the best thing about that scene is the way that it's shot. You're focused on what's happening. You're focused on the action of the scene of those two guys struggling. But you really got to pry your eyes away from it and watch, and watch everybody else. Yes. <laughs> because it's so their reactions to what's going on is just so good. So good. So I had talked a little bit earlier about like there's a they're off to the races at like multiple times in this movie. So we got the when Stalin dies and they're, they don't know what's happened yet, but they're like getting reports and they're all like kind of rushing to be the first one to get there. So again, scrambling for power. There's yeah, as that... I put the assembling the committee, cause that whole sequence was really good. Yes, it was. So there's, there's that race to get there. Then there's the race to the, the, uh, to Stalin's daughter from the woods to the daughter. Yeah, the moment Yeah, they want to be the first to comfort her, and it's just it's it's just like it's so petty the whole thing, and, and then, it's so obvious too. Yep. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. As they're running and screaming at her from yeah. across like the entire drive, 
It's so stupid. But and then after that, it's the the hearse is pulling away. Oh my god! And they're all like battling to be. And the way that um was it Baria? Is that his yeah. name? The way that he he pulls it off is just so childlike <laughs> and fantastic. Like he's oh he gets out of the car and takes his hat off and like salutes him basically. And yes. everybody's like, oh, crap, like, we all have to do that. So they and get out of the car, and he runs back to the car. And it's just, and then Steve Buscemi's getting so mad. And he's like, great, now we're last. <laughs> it's just, it was just so silly. Like, there's, there's so much of that going on, and it was, oh, my goodness. And and even um, when they first introduced, as each one, like, comes barreling through the door, and, like, it's, like, slow motion, and they throw across the title who it is. And, yeah. and now two more come in, and they do it again. Oh, yeah. Yes, Stalin. Yeah, oh, oh, and no. they like they're forcing themselves to cry because they know like they're being surveilled in some way. Yes, it's oh my goodness, it's so and, funny. And when they go to move the body, as it's like this whole like this like tight wire act, as they're all who's gonna grab the head and who doesn't want to get too close to the piss, and oh you you guys grab over there, and then the like was it was it Buscemi who's trying to to not actually help, and then they all look up and see that he's not helping, and then he's scrambling to grab the legs, and they're yeah. all. And then they're like, they they can't figure out how to get him into the bed. And meanwhile, like, he's him barely clinging guy. to life. And yeah, oh my <laughs> one God. guy gets crushed under him, like with his piss stained clothes all yep. over him. Yep, it's so silly. This movie, it's just a riot. This movie is like a. It reminds me, like it's it's frantic. It reminds me of Rat Race in that way. At, yeah, at times, yes. But it's it's just so dark though. <laughs> Another thing that I uh, that I appreciated and enjoyed, and you were talking about like kind of running jokes and running shtick, was um, anytime Beria is walking somewhere with purpose, especially in the Lubyanka prison, mm-hmm. and in the background is a tremendous amount of torture and interrogation going yeah. on. Yeah, and you don't none of it's ever focused. No one ever looks at what's happening. Everyone's just walking past it, and it is like seamless it's like the most advanced version of like an automated manufacturing plant everything is happening and snapping on time it's all perfectly synced up and it's just it's it's perfection it is the the efficiency of the torture is incredible it's funny i actually i have a note about this as well because i was just looking at a different part of that which is (laughs) there's a pretty significant death toll in this movie that is just happening in the background yes (laughs) it's 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 never in the foreground and you see a tremendous amount of torture and death and interrogation going on that's never actually focused on but you can see it clearly because it's happening so cleanly and crisply it's got like like 50 people have to get shot in the head in this movie Oh yeah, there's a lot. With, of that. But you never see it. You see, Rarely. you see like two of them. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it and like it just it's funny having that there, like playing that undertone, like you, it you know the movie's dark and that's happening, and it's like because the way that they shoot it, it's kind of funny, like like you were saying, like him walking with purpose, and it's like oh, like it's it's almost enjoyable to watch, but then if you think about it, it's very disturbing. It was like a ballet going on behind. Yeah. Yeah, it's craziness. It, <laughs> oh man, that I that that whole thing. That just any time that he was in that room, that is, or in that like bunker. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> it's just unsettling. Uh, there is. I have one other note, and I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you take over from there. But the the whole set piece with the concert in oh, the beginning was hysterical. 
Like, and also, I had no idea he was going to be in it, but that was what's his name from the Edgar Wright movies, Patty Considine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you remember him from? Uh, I don't. I don't remember if he was in um, Shaun of the Dead, but he was in Hot, Hot Fuzz. Fuzz and yeah. The World's End. I remember him from Hot Fuzz because I have watched it not that long ago. He was one of the Andes. But the yes, but the that whole that whole thing with the phone though, like, call me back in seventeen minutes, and like, what time was? And <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't on the phone. I would say it was this, but I wasn't on the phone. Maybe it's, you know, 17 minutes after that, but it, I wasn't on the phone. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> it's so funny. And then the uh, in the very end, he basically pins it on that guy. He's like, look, whatever happens, like, if, you know, if it's not good, it's going to be your head. <laughs> Sets off the record. But the so the, the whole the whole thing is they have this. They have in the concert. He gets the call from Stalin to record to send him a recording to the concert and meet like as soon as possible. He they're not recording it, and like the, the scramble to get everybody back in, and the way that that escalates is so funny because he runs out there. He's like, "Oh, quick, back to your seats, back to your seats, back to your seats, back to your fucking seats." Don't you defy me? <laughs> Yeah, the, the panic, the panic that is overtaking him as he's trying to scramble, knowing that his head is on the line for not anticipating that Stalin was going to need a recording of this live concert that was playing over the radio. I love it. It's so funny. And then when they have the pianist uh, back there in the like in the booth and I forget what the. With that one, I don't know what that one guy was doing. Was he like the, like he was like he wasn't the conductor. Which guy? The the guy that bit, oh no he was the conductor he panics because he says something that could be construed as against Stalin and he's worried oh that somebody God. hears it and he's freaking the hell out in the back room to the point where he falls over and knocks himself out and I was just like what is this is early in the movie this is yeah, at this the point this where is I'm the like, first sequence yeah what is happening in this this is I I already know this movie's great yeah because it's just absurd that's what and, required them to find the finest and nearest conductor right. <laughs> Oh and the, the best part about that is, like, there are raids going on. One of his lists, one of Stalin's lists is being carried out as people are getting rounded up by the secret police. Yep. And you see all this going on. And it's like, oh, no, this poor old guy. He's not even bothering anyone. And, nope, we need you to come and conduct. Like, he says goodbye to his wife. He is sure that he is going to be hauled yep. off executed. Yep. And, no, we need you to conduct a concert in the middle of the night. That you have no preparation so, for. So great. And he oh, actually, and by the way, you have the honor of this going directly to Stalin. <laughs> what I love about that too, and I don't even, I don't know if there was, there's any significance to this. He's genuinely enjoying himself while he's conducting. Oh yeah, no, and he's a pro's pro, and it's great. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, and all of those stupid little things. Yeah, we have to find a doctor. Well, there are no good doctors left in Moscow. We had them all executed. <laughs> we so have, we have to find. What what's her name? Um, I don't even remember what her name was. I don't even think she ever ended up on screen. It was just some woman, you know. Uh, she knew she supplied us with the information of all the dissidents who uh, the doctors who were dissidents and they've all been taken care of. Well, she still has to have a list of all the other doctors as well, doesn't she? Find the best one that's left on the list. And it's that poor <laughs> little old man who's walking his dog, yep. and he sees the van roll up, and he just starts trying to sprint away, and he's like eighty years old, and he is barely more than a brisk walk. It, it reminds me of them taking clearly, blue. What? It just reminds me of them taking blue in old school. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like where was he gonna run? It wasn't like he was like gonna be able to get back to his apartment. He was in the middle of a wide open courtyard. Yep. He wasn't getting anywhere and they're all <laughs> he clearly oh chased him down and haul him off and throw him in a van. Yeah. 
here, you with your all your other friends. No, 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 I don't know any of these men. Yeah. <laughs> what is what does Stalin's son say to the doctors? He's like, How old are you? <laughs> old? No, you're not. You're young. And <laughs> what are you? You're not even a person. You're a testicle. <laughs> it's just like it's just so brutal. And like there's there's so much like making fun of people directly to their face in this because they can't say anything back. Oh yeah, and it's. Hey, he says, oh, yeah, how old are you? Twenty nine. No, you're not. You're sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so silly. What else you got? Um. Oh, the, from again from early in the the movie when we find out that Malenkov is on one of the lists. Um, oh yeah. The, the when Beria is handing out the instruction for the lists, the newest list to be carried out. Do you recall? I don't remember what. The lines were now because I almost saw this two weeks ago, um, or about two weeks ago. There, the instructions were hysterical and like ruthless and ridiculous. Like, make sure yes, this one, yes, make sure <laughs> this one is killed in front of his wife, or, or make sure this wife is killed before him. Make sure he watches and then kill him as well. Um, you know, this one's to be killed. This one's to be like drowned or something like yeah. that. Like, you have these all these incredibly specific instructions to be carried out and it was ridiculous and i think the last one he and he gives the third guy to listen he's like use your imagination or something yeah. like that <laughs> and that's and that's that is the exact like that's that's the entire movie like wrapped up into one it's this is a very terrible 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 horrible thing but we're going to make you laugh and feel bad that you're laughing I, I had a note saying almost exactly that i said this was making horror funny yeah. Real horror. Yeah, like there's oh. horrific things. These people getting killed for really nothing most of the time. Like like maybe like someone like stuffed Stalin's shoe or something like that. Like they round up and executed all the the staff who worked at Stalin's house because Beria was now taking over that house. And like including a whole bunch of military officers who served with distinction were then murdered by other military officers. Like it was ridiculous. Who is that in control? Uh, and um, there was um, there was there was something else along those lines that I I can't remember now. Um, oh, <laughs> when they had the public viewing before the funeral for mm-hmm. Stalin, what goes on in the procession when they're all the cabinet members are all standing vigil around the body? Oh my god! And what who the fuck are you doing? Is <laughs> <laughs> they're supposed to be standing stock still in reverence of their fallen leader, and they're all sniping at each other in whispers as the people are walking past them, and who's blaming this one for that thing, and who's blaming that one for this thing, and this one ask Ask Malenkov why this happened. And you know, don't tell me what to do. And then someone else blames the wrong person for it and Switch with me. We'll make it part of the procession. We'll make it part of the procession as they do this, like, <laughs> very specific movement to, like, I don't oh, want to move. Get the fuck out of here. Get back over there. <laughs> that is so silly. It's so silly. Carried you unanimously. <laughs> yeah, so all of this t- is funny and great uh, up until the, the end when they finally off that guy. And you know, yeah, Beria's um, Beria's death was was pretty fucking brutal. And it was, and and like it's like you know what? Let's let's make you real. Let's make you uncomfortable because we're not gonna we're not gonna have another joke in this mm-hmm. movie. No, no, the comedy was done at that point. Yep. 
The la- the last thing that's funny is also is when they storm the it was when they storm yeah. the meeting. Yep, and that's it. And then from yeah, that the, point the, to the end of the movie, it is dark and no longer like eight, no laughs. Ten minutes or whatever is is bad. Yeah, and it's it's uncomfortable. But yeah, no, I mean he's screaming and pleading for his life and cursing everyone, and it's like no, we're we're going to set you on fire and kill you. You're dead. Yeah. That was that was rough. <laughs> yeah. But I I that being said and having watched it, I would totally watch it again. I still suggest oh, yeah. I still suggest even if you got this far and haven't seen the movie, worth a watch. If you got oh, yeah. this far and you, you you're laughing at some of these jokes, like you gotta see them delivered in the proper format. Like it's oh man. Well it was it was a great find. Just bravo, Al. Thank you. Uh, I wish I could take full credit. I, I was ushered to it. I was suggested towards it by the internet, but I still have to go and like track down the the, the trailer myself in the same way right. that I said to you, like stop everything and watch this. And oh man, <laughs> um, yeah. No, if, I mean, if you're here, if if you and you haven't watched it or whatever, you're still on the fence or whatever, or you need further encouragement. Um, if you watch Veep and you enjoy Veep on HBO, this is Veep on like steroids and heroin. God, I, I, this, this does make me want to watch Veep, though. Veep is very funny. A lot of the stupid jockeying shit is all, like, carbon copy from, like, Veep. There's never anything so dark as this on right. Veep. Uh, but the themes are there of all these the, – the bureaucracy being a just fucking mess. Yeah, but that, that tracks that, that with what I've read. Funny. That's great. I'll have to check it out. Sweet. Do you have any any other notes? Uh, I don't think so. I think that's uh, that's that's it for me. Awesome. Well done. Well, that's it for episode forty two of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to keep the conversation going, I'm at AEJ Costanzo on Twitter and Instagram, and Alice at Alessandro B eleven eighty seven. Be sure to check out our Flipboard magazine Flicks. That's F L I six to follow the stories we cover and check back next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, cheers. <laughs>